enjoyed uh, hearing you pray. That was the most special moment about that uh, just a moment ago. Just hearing all of our hearts combined together praying to the Lord. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're continuing our Summer of Songs series, and we're looking at kind of the background of different songs, how they came to be, and then also looking at the truth of Scripture that those songs help us to see. And today we are looking at that song we just sang, Because He Lives. And some of you may be familiar with how this began, um, but it was written in 1971 by Bill and Gloria Gaither, right? So we uh, love and appreciate uh, the Gaithers for many things, and this is one of those songs that we are thankful that they wrote. And they were expecting their third child bringing uh, their first little boy, uh, two girls they already had, and their boy they were bringing into the world, and they are bringing him into the world in the midst of societal turmoil. Uh, they were bringing him into uh, the world in, in the midst of uh, kind of the God is dead uh, uh, thing that was taking place and some of the higher education that people were purporting that there was no God and then there was wars and, and, and things going on that just made it difficult to bring a child. You know, it's like uh, I remember that when we first brought Caroline into the world and and uh, this is just like, you know, do they give a, a manual for this, this little person now? You know, I mean, they, it's just like they hand them to you and you, you have to know how to go and do things that you've never done before. And, and, you, and then it's also daunting to think, it's my job to raise these little human beings to be, uh, to be great for our society and to be wonderful Christians and not to be uh, like the rest. Of the world, and so uh, as you can imagine, as they were bringing their son into this world in the midst of societal turmoil and some of the dark times that were going on in their own life, uh, they needed something to give them calm, give them peace, to give them assurance. When asked to provide background information to Carlton Young, who wrote uh, Companion to the United Methodist Hymnal, this is what they wrote to him. Assassinations, drug traffic, and war monopolized the headlines the, of the time that they were writing the song. It was in the midst of this kind of uncertainty that the assurance of the lordship of the risen Christ blew across our troubled minds like a cooling breeze in the parched desert. Holding our tiny son in our arms, we were able to write, How sweet to hold our newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance, this child can face uncertain days because Jesus lives. We're here today, Independence Day, 2021. In a USA that, though we are free, and thank God we are, we still face uncertainty, don't we? Wouldn't you like to know that no matter what uncertainty you face, no matter what difficult time will come, no matter what turmoil will assail you, no matter what daunting task you may be presented, 
that you can face that moment, that thing, because you know that there's a greater hope. That you can face whatever that thing is, knowing that there's more to life than what uncertainty befalls us. I think it's something we all need. Because we all, if we are honest with ourselves, every day brings challenges that we don't know how we're going to get through at times on our own. We come out of difficult times, loss of family. We come through uh, financial ills and all these things that you and I face daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Troubles in relationships, troubles in work uh, situations, whatever it may be that we face. And we come on the other side of those things and think, I don't know how I would have gotten through that if this hadn't been true. Uh, the, the loved ones in my life. I don't know how I would have got through that if I didn't know Jesus. I remember uh, facing uh, the, the uh, other side of going through the, the trial of my dad passing away, his year-long battle with cancer, and just the ups and downs of that whole entire time. And I remember coming on the other end of that, and I had said it before, and I had said it with other people before, and I had sat with people before going through similar situations and had said this very phrase, but I came out of it saying it afresh and anew and saying, I don't know how anyone faces anything without Jesus in their life or without a church family in their life. I had said that again and again and then again, but it wasn't until that moment of greatest trial, of greatest depth of pain, of greatest grief that I truly understood what it meant to say those words. We will face uncertainty every day, every week, every year. How will we face it? How will we get through it? We have our answer in Scripture. And it's the Scripture that informed the song we just sang. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And we're going to read 18 through 31. It's on the screen as well, but I encourage you to read along with me. And would you, in the honor of God's word, if you're able to stand, would you stand as we read his word? These are the words Jesus gives his disciples as he's about to depart. He's preparing them for that. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the father who sent me. 
I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled or fearful. You've heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you may believe. I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me. And on the contrary, so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do as the Father commanded me. Get up. Let's leave this place. Would you, uh, you may be seated. <clears throat> you see, the thing that we need to face uncertainty is to understand that Jesus is alive and that changes everything about today. Jesus is alive and that changes everything about whatever you and I will face. Jesus is not dead. Jesus did not remain in the grave. Jesus rose from the grave, is alive today, seated at the right hand of God, and the Holy Spirit is alive in our midst. God is alive. Jesus is alive, and everything is changed because of that. And we see that in three ways from this, from this text. Number one... Because he lives, we need not fear being alone. <clears throat> the scripture gives us assurance that we are not alone. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. He will not leave us without a home, without love, without being cherished, without being cared for. He won't leave us that way. He doesn't leave us out there on our own, by ourselves. Here you go, you face it, you take it, however it comes, and try to survive. He doesn't leave us that way, friends. Jesus is alive, and because he's alive, we know that he is here with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is God incarnate. His spirit lives and dwells within those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We are not alone. We do not have to be alone. We don't have to face the trials, the tribulations, the turmoil, the uncertainty. We don't have to face it alone and in our own strength. We have a Savior who is with us, here with us, near to us, close to us. We are not abandoned. God has adopted us into his family, and we have assurance of this because Jesus is alive today. Because he is alive, there is a way that we can see him when no one else can. He says the world will no longer be able to see me. What he meant was physically. But he says you'll be able to see me. He didn't mean physically. He meant we would see him because he is with us. In fact, he says that I'm going to the Father and God will come and we will come and make our home with you. He abides with us today. Jesus is with us, making his home in us. And maybe you face this moment, you think, well, I, 
Maybe you're here today and, and you don't know that assurance. You don't have that assurance because maybe you question, is Jesus really alive? Does Jesus really care? Is Jesus someone who can make his home in me? Is he someone that loves me like that, doesn't want to leave me as an orphan? And friends, I would say that's exactly why Jesus came. To make that evident, to make that true and assure you of those truths. And so it is our responsibility to believe that, to trust that, and to, to take what Jesus did on the cross for you and me, to die to sin, to, to defeat it and raise again to life. He bought that so that you could know that he is alive and that you don't have to be alone. Every day we live in this truth. This has richer meaning to us. Every day we live in this. Every day we understand that we are not alone, that God is with us, that Jesus is alive, brings richer meaning to those days. Richer meaning than anyone would want you to believe or understand or any, anything that, the, the, that society or the, the, the enemy would want you to believe has richer meaner, meaning, greater meaning, more depth of meaning. July 4th, 2021 has greater meaning for, this, uh, for us because this freedom is found in Christ. This truth is found in Jesus and we are eternally free because he is alive and we can see him and know him. The second thing that we see is that we can know God in a real way. Because he lives, we can know God in a real way. Jesus is comforting his disciples. He's about to, to let them know that I'm leaving. I'm going to another place. I'm preparing it for you, but uh, I will come again, right? He tells them all these things, but he's helping them to see that they're going to have to live without him right there by their sides. He says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. It's going to be better than me. It's going to help you uh, in, in a real way. The Holy Spirit will help you. God, the Holy Spirit will be with you, but I have to go. I have to go and prepare a place. He's, he's giving them comfort. He's helping them to see that though he is not walking with them physically, they can still know him, and it's really even better Of course, you would imagine if you had walked with this man for three years, three and a half years of your life, if you had followed him everywhere that he went, slept everywhere that he uh, slept, had meals with him everywhere that he went, and you thought that he was going to become this uh, Messiah figure that would be this king on earth and establish a kingdom in that moment on earth, that you would be surprised. You would be concerned. You would be put in uh, up at arms and in uh, turmoil. He, they have a lot of questions. And so Jesus is reassuring them here. And he tells them the greatest news that you and I could, could, to, could believe and trust is that because he is alive, we can know him. 
You and I can know God. We do, and this is not just uh, cognitively. It's not just something that we know about. It's not just something that we know a lot of information about, but that we can know Him relationally, that we can know Him experientially, that it is not uh, because He is alive. He's not dead. He's not gone. He's with us in this moment, and you and I can know Him and we know him because he says that he loves us. We can know his love. We can know his care and kindness toward us. He says on verse 20, You know on that day that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who keeps my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. God is alive. Jesus is alive and we can know him. We can know the Father. In fact, we can be one with the Father through Jesus. We can know God the Holy Spirit. And we can certainly know God incarnate, Jesus. And he mentions one particular way, and it's through his commands or his word. We said last week, because Jesus said, the man who builds his life on the rock builds it according to the words of Jesus, right? Jesus says the same thing here. You and I can know him because he reveals it to us in his word. And when we keep his word, or we keep his commands, we can know his love. We can know God the Father, the one who revealed or spoke the words into being. We, we can know Jesus, the one who made those words and commands accept, uh, accessible to us. And we can know God the Holy Spirit who teaches them to us daily. And that's what he said here, is that the Holy Spirit will come and he will teach you all the things that I have said. He did this through his death, burial, and resurrection, and he is alive today, and you can know him. You can really know him. The third thing that we see is because he lives, we can be at peace in the midst of turmoil. We, know the, we can know the peace he offers because he is alive. He says, peace be with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. So this is not a peace like the world. This is an unexplainable peace. This is a peace that will get you through the storms. This is the peace that held the Gaithers as they spoke about this, as, as they were concerned about bringing their son into the world. This is the peace that you and I can find that is unexplainable and it is available to you and me every day no matter what we face, no matter what difficulty comes our way, no matter what uncertainty comes before us, you and I can have peace. Peace unexplainable. That's what we can find because Jesus is alive. 
we can face uncertainty. At this time, I want to ask the worship team to go ahead and come on up. Because I think we need to understand this piece. Come on up. I'm going to keep talking. So, um, We need to understand this piece. We, if you are like me and we face uncertainty and you realize that and you understand it, then you will understand and realize that we need to call out for this peace. We need to cry out for it and say, God, we need your help. Jesus, because you are alive, I want to know this peace. I want to have assurance for the uncertainties that I face. I want to know that you are with me and that you care for me and that you are nearby. And the only way we can get that and understand that is if we are constantly asking him to reveal it to us, to show it to us. Because listen... If you live in the world that I live and see the world through your eyes like I see the world through my eyes, every day is a challenge to be reminded of the peace, the divisions, the apathy among his people, the things we prayed for just a moment ago seem to be louder at times than the peace that is available to us. And we get distracted. It's like the waves on the water that distracted Peter as he was looking in the face of Jesus and walking alongside him on the water. But when the waves came crashing, when the distractions came, he took his eyes off of the Savior, looked at the circumstances, and sank. And there's days, weeks, where it just feels like I'm sinking because I'm not reminded of the peace that is available to me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that needs this moment, but I don't think so. This is not the moment to come and accept Jesus. This is not the moment to come join the church. We're going to do that in a few minutes. This is a moment for all of us to cry out to the Lord for the peace that He has and the peace that can be ours. Because He lives. Because He is alive, we can come to Him today in this moment. Now this can look many different ways. It doesn't have to look any specific way. I don't want you to think in any way that you have to come down and cry your eyes out and that means you're more spiritual than somebody else. However the Lord is working in your heart, that's what needs to happen. Be honest with the Lord. But what I do feel like at times that there seems to be some kind of spiritual barrier here. And sometimes, at least in my life, the greatest moments of, of spiritual vitality and awakening is when I just said, you know what, I don't care. I'm not just going to sit in my pew. I'm going to go and cry out to the Lord. That's just been true for me. I've also had some awesome moments sitting in a pew and trusting that. So I don't want you to, in, to be in any way confused that I'm saying somehow if people come here this morning, cry out to the Lord at this altar, that those of us that do that are more spiritual. We're not. It doesn't necessarily mean that. And if the Lord's not moving in your heart, maybe you just need to sit where you are and ask Him to do it. But I want to give an opportunity as the worship team leads, 
for us to cry out to him, however that looks for you, whatever God is leading you to do, to ask him for the peace that we need. For just a few moments, then they'll sing a portion of Because He Lives Again, and then we will go back to the invitation and respond if you need to trust Christ as Savior or follow him in any way. But this is really for all of us. Take a moment and cry out to the Lord. I'm going to be here, and if you'd like to join me, feel free. As